0: What does the Bible teach about business? That's what we'll uncover together on the Business in His Image podcast. This show explores strategies from the Bible that will help you grow your business, strengthen your walk with Jesus, and help you reach your God-given potential as an entrepreneur. The Bible is filled with practical wisdom to help you live for God while using your gifts. Let's unpack what that means for you and how you can use biblical truths to build a thriving business that honors Christ. Now it's time to dive in. Today, we're gonna be talking about email copy. I get questions all the time about writing email copy, but I'm not just gonna give you any old tips. I'm gonna tell you my process to write spicy email copy that people actually enjoy reading that actually converts. So if you're looking to build up your email list, which you should because email marketing is so important, then you're gonna love this. Now, before I get into the meat, I do wanna say that email marketing is essential and let me tell you why. Social media is great and I do encourage it because it's a free way to market your business, but what happens if, God forbid, something happened to your account, got hacked, or maybe Facebook shuts down or anything like that. How are you going to stay in contact with your audience? That's where your email list comes in. It's so important to also know how to talk to your audience because once you get these people on your list, now you gotta keep them, right? Because they can hit that unsubscribe button. So how do we prevent people from hitting that unsubscribe button from actually being engaged? Everything you're gonna learn is gonna help you to increase your open rates, increase conversions, your click-through rates, all the things. Let's get into it. The first part of my process for writing spicy emails, and when I say spicy, I don't mean like spicy in a controversial way. I mean spicy like, oh, this is good. I want to share this. I want to read it. Okay, that kind of spicy. My first step is the subject line and the hook. It needs to grab attention. It's like your headline and subheadline. You have a headline on a sales page on a website and you have the sub headline. That's the equivalent of your subject line your preview text and the hook of your email it's so important if you don't get this right nobody's going to open your email to read what you have to say you really really need to nail down that subject line and that preview text to make people even want to open it that's super important now when i'm writing a subject line this is the test that i run it through if i got this in my inbox would i be interested would i be intrigued or would i just pass on If you put it through that test, it's gonna help you and significantly improve your subject lines because if you're not interested, most likely nobody else will be either. Make sure that you send yourself a preview of that email and think about it, okay, would I even wanna open this? Think about it in that context that your email is competing with these other messages that people are getting in their inbox, so it has to be really compelling for them to be interested. So that's the very first thing. The second thing is add some personality. Don't write your emails like a newspaper article because nobody will care. People do read emails and they are interested, but you need to make it interesting. Now, if your brand is more professional, right, or it's in a particular field where maybe adding too much voice and personality could be unprofessional, there's still a way to add personality and make it interesting. You just have to be creative and really lean into your target audience and find out what that looks like for you. But add personality, make it interesting. And that's gonna look different for every brand because you do wanna stay on brand, but you just don't wanna be boring. You don't want your copy to sound like an English paper because people are gonna get bored, they're gonna delete, they're gonna unsubscribe. Okay, so add some personality. There's different ways to do that, right? You can sprinkle humor, some sarcasm, some emojis, um, some memes in there, right? Make it fun. That works great if you have a personal brand like I do. If you have more of a professional corporate kind of brand, that may not work, but there is still a way to do it. You can still find a way to put a twist on your sentences and words to make it really interesting. The next thing that I focus on is formatting. And I think a lot of people don't think about this, but it's so important. And by formatting, this is what I mean. The visual aspect of your copy, how it looks on the page, how you format it, right? So this could be maybe... Um, spacing things out. If you are subscribed to my email list, you will notice that I space things out a lot. I don't use paragraphs more than three sen- sentences long in my copy. I like to bold things. I use italics. I use a lot of different things to break up the text and make it easy to read. That can be so helpful because even if you write the best copy ever, if you have huge blocks of text Who's going to want to read that? They're gonna, Their eyes are going to see that and move away like, oh, that's overwhelming. So I try to make it as easy as possible for people's eyes to keep reading down the page. So you need to find what works for you. You may not format your copy exactly like I do. And that's okay. It doesn't have to look exactly like mine. It just needs to be readable, easy to read and digest in the email. And let me say this. It's okay to write a long email. Your emails don't have to be short. It's about how you format it. So if you format it really well, where it's so easy to skim down the page, even if it's super long, it's not gonna feel long. Next, the segue and the call to action. What I mean by segue is you're introducing something, right? a message in your email. You're bringing them in with a hook, but you're gonna segue into the point of what you're talking about, what you wanna offer, whatever call to action you have. That segue is key because I'm not into clickbait, okay? Whatever your subject title says, whatever your hook is talking about, it needs to be relevant to what your email is about. Otherwise, people are gonna get annoyed, they're gonna unsubscribe. So the segue is important because it ties in your hook, your subject line, all that good stuff that got them in ties it into the call to action. So you need to find a way to segue really smoothly the way that i love to do that is i might tell a story and then segue into the point of that story if you want to see examples of this go ahead subscribe to my email list on my website thevirtualmama.com you can subscribe by getting any freebie anything on my website subscribe and you're going to see this in action in my emails, because I use it all the time. You need a really, really good segue that smoothly transitions your hook, your story into your call to action. And that call to action needs to be good. Don't do something predictable and boring, but think about what can entice them. Instead of saying, bye now, join today, find a way to spice it up a little bit while still keeping it concise and punchy that's going to make them interested and remind them of the benefit. For example, I just came out of my Copyland launch. Some of you are familiar with my copywriting course, Copyland, right? And in my emails, I didn't just say, you know, join here or buy here. I said, access Copyland now or access the training. You can find a way to make it a little bit more interesting and compelling. And that's really important. You can even add an emoji in there if it's appropriate, right? In the call to action within the hyperlink, whatever it is, you're asking them to do. But find a way to be creative with it, because you're gonna get more engagement. Another thing that I would like to add in here: it's not so much about making it engaging, but keeping it professional. You want to make sure you edit your copy several times. I use a number of different apps. I use Grammarly Pro Writing Aid. Grammarly, not my favorite. Um, there's a lot been a lot of glitches with it lately, but it's really important that you 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 read over your work several times. You want to read over it, focusing on a different aspect of editing each time. So maybe the first time you're going to edit for personality, the second time you're going to edit it for the formatting, maybe the third time for the brand voice, the fourth and fifth time it's going to be, you know, grammar and spelling and making sure that's really tight so you can have your own editing process that you go through. And I think that's really important so that you don't make mistakes that make you look unprofessional. But listen, if you are a virtual assistant, an online service provider, content writer this is a great service for you to consider offering in your business. It's really, really good because it's a recurring service that people need in their business. So if you can get a few clients that need this and offer that to them, you have recurring income that's coming in and you're not having to go out and find a a new client, right? Every time a project is over. So I do highly recommend it. Now, I also want to share this because I get questions all the time about finding clients. So you may be hearing this and you're like, that's great, Joe, but how do I find these clients? I want to share with you a resource that I have. I don't talk, I don't share it very often. I don't really promote it often, but maybe I should because I think it could help a lot of people. But it's. Pretty much my cold pitching system that I teach inside of Copyland. I get so many questions about finding clients, people that are struggling to get work. So what I did is I took out that portion of cop from Copyland about how to cold pitch, which is the same process I use, right? I give the templates everything, I show how to do it step by step on video. I show myself writing the pitch, all the things inside of a workshop. If you're interested, go to thevirtualmama.com virtualmama.com get clients. It's a really, really good resource source for anyone who wants to get serious about their lead acquisition. Okay. Getting consistent leads. When you're starting out, cold pitching is an amazing way to do that. And obviously there's other strategies that work great long-term, but when you're starting out and you need some clients today, okay, you needed them yesterday, right? You need them quick. Cold pitching is a great way to start That's how I started. That's how I got my first client. And to this day, we're still friends. Like She became a mentor to me. And my husband and I still use cold pitching inside of our agency. I know other very successful agencies locally that I've talked to, and they use the same strategy. Okay, so hint, hint, it's important. And people think like, oh, you can get to a place where you don't need a cold pitch anymore. Yeah, but if you want to really grow your business and consistently get leads in the door... Making this a part of your process can really help. Okay, someone asked, what about the length of the email? It depends. I'm subscribed to certain people who have like a personal brand and they write really long emails. They are copywriters, (laughs) FYI, but they write great emails. Then there's some people that don't. I noticed that like more corporate kind of companies, they tend to write shorter emails. And so it really depends. It it depends on you. It depends on your audience. And how many words does it take to get your message across? Because if you need more words to get the message across, it's okay to use more words. But to write a long email just for the sake of it, then I don't recommend that. I've heard anywhere around 200 words being kind of a sweet spot. But again, it really depends. And that's my answer for a lot of stuff in business and copywriting, it depends. So what you can do is talk to your audience, ask them what they prefer. And again, just look at the emails you write and see, is there a more concise way to say this? Because a lot of times there is, and even with myself, when I reread an email or a piece of copy over and over, I see things I can cut out. And I like to ask myself, is this necessary? Can I get my point across without saying this? Is this adding any value? If it's adding some value, some context, information, if it's compelling or if it's just funny, then it's fine. But if it's just sitting there, it doesn't have any value. Just cut it out. Thank you for listening to the Business in His Image podcast with me, your host, Joe Harris. If this show has blessed you, please share it with a friend and subscribe so that you can be notified when we release new episodes. My prayer is that God will help you soak up every bit of what you've heard today and help you apply it to your business so that you can see results. I'll see you next time and may God bless you.